about 30 minutes before Mass, I emailed Father Miguel asking, Father Miguel, could you print off my homily for me? And his response was, our internet is down. You cannot print off your homily. Okay, there we go. And it's funny, I was was actually praying into this kind of this concept this morning. The first reading of my ordination was the calling of Jeremiah. And the calling of Jeremiah, I love it. It's Jeremiah says, I am too young. I do not have the words to say. And the Lord says, okay, I can work with that. I'll put the words on on your lips and I'll give you the words to say. So I, I do have a homily kind of in my head. We're going to go with the Holy Spirit today and see what he does, and it's going to be fun. So today we have a very pivotal moment in the scriptures, the profession of Peter. In, 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 this, in this gospel passage, we've got to look at the, at the context. This is kind of a climax moment in the gospel. Up until this moment... Jesus was doing his Galilean ministry with with the apostles and disciples, right? He was preaching. He was doing mighty works and signs. He was casting out demons. And he was doing great works. He he calmed the storm at sea. He walked in the water we saw a few gospels ago, a few Sundays ago. And and, and now he brings his apostles aside to a place uh, in in, in non-Jewish area where there'd be less noise and less distraction. And he asks them some important questions. He goes away to Caesar... uh, Caesarea Philippi, and, and, and he says to them, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, that's a pretty an- good, easy, easy answer, right? Like, they, it's easy to talk about what other people think. Oh, you know, he's, he's Elijah, um, you're, you're, you're Isaiah, you're John the Baptist. And, and the, these are all pretty good answers because they're pointing toward a reality, right? They're pointing toward a reality that, like, Jesus is like a prophet, right? The prophets did great wi- uh, miracles, and they, did, and, they, and they witnessed great wonders, and, and they spoke God's mighty word, and they were profound in their teaching. But Jesus presses them further, and he says, but who do you say that I am? And, and that's where it gets personal, right? And, and Peter, I love Peter, he's just... He's just He's so real, and he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and he just goes and does things. Like, a few weeks ago, he was walking on the water. Like, who does that? Um, and he responds on behalf of the apostles. And he says, you are, you are the Messiah. Or it says here, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he makes this great proclamation of faith. And, 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 and of course, Jesus responds, Simon, that's not because of, 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 of yourself that you said this answer, but because of my Heavenly Father and what, what my Heavenly Father has revealed to you. And I, I think of our current world and the state that we're in, right? We're, we're in a post-Christian world. And we, we, just, we just got to accept that, right? We used to be in a place of Christendom where the world was mostly Catholic and, and being Christian was, was popular. But we're in a place now where being Christian is actually not that popular. And there's a lot of voices in our world. There's a lot of agendas and a lot of things opposing God's voice and, and that are making it difficult for us to be Christian. And I, I love a way of looking at this. Uh, most of you probably have watched The, Ch- the Chosen, right? This, the, the great show. And I, I love the opening credits. It has a bunch of fish swimming in one direction and then slowly one, one by one they peel away and start going against the current. And I believe that's what this kind of this question is, right? Like, if, if Jesus asked this question today to the general populace, who do they say that the Son of Man is? People probably not even know who Jesus is. 
Or they'd probably say, I don't know. Or he, yeah, he, maybe he was a great prophet of, of time and in, in, in a historical Jesus or, or such. But, pe- but Jesus asks us. He puts in the first person, who do you say that I am? And you can't really hide from that question. And I was reading a, from a, there was a, a Trappist monk I was reading from this morning. And he has an interesting way of posing what Jesus just did and how personal this is. So Jesus is talking to his apostles. And this is what the, the, the monk says. It's as if Jesus were saying, I can understand it if people out there, outside my circle of familiar, familiarity, are mistaken in how they view me. But you have lived with me day by day, now for so long a while. You have heard me speak and pray and teach and you have sat with me at table and witnessed my miracles and been with me through storms on the lake and the persecution of the Pharisees. Who do you say that I am? Right, so as us Christians here at church, we're here for a reason, right? We're here because some sort, in some kind of way, Jesus has impacted our lives or we wouldn't be here right now. And so Jesus speaks into our stories and says, who do you say that I am in the midst of your story? In the midst of everything that I brought you through, you know, your, your, your highs and your lows, your, your storms and, and, and witnessing the multiplication of the, of the loaves and fish, what's your answer? And he wants to elicit a response because Jesus is, um, he wants a relationship with us. And, and he wants us to respond in this relationship, right? And, and, and in, us, in us saying to Jesus who he is, is not for his sake, but for our sake, so that we can know who he is in our lives, right? Jesus, Peter says, you are the Savior. And what that does for Peter is it shows Peter's dependence on Jesus. Jesus is his everything. And <clears throat> I know for me, I've been through many different obstacles and ups and downs in my lives. And, and, and Jesus keeps asking me over and over again, over and over again, Kevin, who do you say that I am? And I'd like to just share with you a, a quick story. And I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to share this because it's a little bit of a sensitive area of my life, but I'll share it anyways out of a witness of, of my own life and, and who Jesus is and him calling me to authenticity with him. So as, as many of you know, I, I grew up Christian and I've shared a lot different parts of my story with you and my call to, to the priesthood. And um, again, I, I felt called since I was five years old and, and I was pursuing it. And I was in seminary for... For about 10 years, but about six, five or six years into my seminary time, I was dismissed from seminary. And I, I, I'm a bit weary to say this because, I don't, again, I don't want in any way to slur or harm my community by this, but I share it in witness to just how God has worked in my life. So I was after, theolo- after theology one, I was, I was dismissed for, for some reasons, and, and I, I was on my own for about four months. So, you know, I all I could think to myself was, God owes me this vocation because he's called me to this vocation. And, and, and this, this, this is my right. This is my right to be in seminary and, and then all these different things, right? And God started stripping masks away from me, you know. Uh, seminary was taken away from me. And I went back home and I lived with my parents for a little while. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm this grown man. I'm living with my parents. I don't have a job. I don't have a car. Uh, you know, so I, I got a job. I started working construction. I got a car. I got a lease at a, uh, uh, an apartment. And it was a very difficult summer for me, right? Because I was looking at these different things, like, you know, being nurtured versus nature, right? 
I was nurtured in a certain way. I was in a Catholic family, and I believe God was saying things to me throughout my life, which were real. Like, he, he did speak to me. But I, was start, I started to second question everything. Like, God, am I called to be a priest? God, like, is anything you've ever said to me true? And, and, and I got to a place, and, and I was struggling in my prayer life, and I, I stopped praying that summer, and I almost stopped going to church. I remember there was one Sunday, it was like the last chance mass on a Sunday night. It was like 8, 8 p.m., and I showed up halfway through. And, and, and when I did that, I, I just, this terror came over me, like, what is going on in my life? And it was in that place that Jesus said to me, who do you say that I am? And it brought me to the most authentic place of prayer I've ever experienced. You know, it was a difficult summer, but it was a place where everything was stripped away so I could talk to Jesus and say, Jesus, this is who I am, and and I need you as a Savior right now. You know, one of the most powerful prayers in the Scripture is, is Peter sinking in the water and saying, Jesus, save me. And, and from that place, I was able to kind of rebuild my, my relationship with the Lord and, and, and rebuild my prayer life and just pray in a very authentic way, God, I need you. God, show me the way. And eventually, you know, my community called me back to, 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 to seminary and, and, uh, and everything kind of went forward with that. But, you know, we experience evils in our lives, but the Lord uses every situation to teach us about who he is. And he desires to have real, authentic conversations with us. And I was reading a, a quote from um, one of my favorite um, spiritual authors of, of our past, uh, you know, century. And her name is Catherine Doherty. Catherine Doherty was this radical woman who started an apostolate for priests, women, and, 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 and men. And, and, and their, their vocation is really to serve the poor and to be witnesses of the poor in the world. And they have a great devotion to Our Lady. And, and Catherine has a deep, profound understanding of what prayer is. And I was reading this in one of her books the other day, and I feel like it speaks to our gospel today. She says, The only way to know God is to go to him in humility, simplicity, and poverty, entering, entering into silence, and there in prayer and patience, waiting until God reveals himself according to his own good, good timetable. So how do, we, how do we encounter God? By going to him in humility, simplicity, and poverty. The real us before the real God. And, and, and I think that's what Peter experienced in his own life, was he came to a place where he, was, he said, Jesus, you are the Son of God, you are the Christ, because he recognized his dependence on him. But it wasn't anything that Jesus, uh, Peter did. It was God the Father working in him. So it came out of a relationship, Right? He had a relationship with the Father and his own prayer life and the Holy Spirit working in that and the Holy Spirit showing him who Jesus was. And where am I going with all of this? I'm not really sure. Um, again, this is, this is the bad part about not having notes. But what, I'm, what, I, what I want to get to is that like, Jesus wants to call each of us into a relationship with him. And wh- wherever you are in your life, whether you're in an up or whether you're in a down, like Jesus is always present. He's always pursuing you. And, and, and today is a day that you could answer the question to him where he says, who do you say that I am? And you could just on it, honest, uh, answer in honesty where you're at and relate to him and speak to him. Maybe if it's the first time in a long time, say, Jesus, I just want to relate to you right now. And the beautiful thing is when we relate to Jesus, he relates back to us. What did Jesus say to Peter? He said, 
He said, Simon, you are now Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And we know in the, in the Old Testament, whenever there's a name change, it, it's, 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 it's a vocation, right? Jesus is calling Peter to something greater. He has a purpose for his life. So each of you have a purpose in your life, and when we relate to him, he tells us who we are, and he tells us our purpose. So Jesus wants to speak purpose into your life today. Just give him permission. Amen?